0: Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Forward Pressing, Episode 21. Kevin here. We got Kanga here. Yanis, how you doing, bro? Bro,
1: big good day. Good day for football, bro. Big Champions League game.
0: This is why we love the game. I mean, listen, we ha- we just watched PSG Bayern Munich. I'm hoping most of you watched that game because that was that was a crazy game, especially over two legs. If you missed that,
1: hmm.
0: okay. Hopefully, you did not miss it. But uh, we're gonna go over uh, we're gonna go over that game today. I know also uh, Chelsea played Porto. We're not gonna we're not gonna spend too much time on that one because uh, a lot of the action was in this PSG Bayern game. But uh, Bayern Munich win the game 1-0, lose on aggregate 3-3 from away goals. Um, this could have been a final, honestly. I don't know about you, but uh, final or no final. Because this was the final last year, right? And I think this game was better than last year's final.
1: I think last year's final had an impact on this year's this quarterfinal. Just because, well, I mean, to answer your question, yes, it could have been a final, but obviously, uh, with the the draw and everything, it, it wasn't. I don't think it was ever going to be a final. Uh, but yeah, I think the final from last year did impact the way PSG uh, approached this this uh, quarterfinal, mainly because they, I, I, I believe, or I'm pretty sure they thought that they should have won the last one and i think they came into this court i know, with a lot of fuel a lot of uh, a lot of uh, energy towards uh, what happened last year so they were very they were very motivated for sure
0: especially in AMR. i know we i know we talked about this uh, before we started recording today i'm thinking maybe we'll we want to pull on the social media so make sure you're following us there uh, on instagram forward underscore pressing and on twitter forward press pod i'm curious because i think i mentioned this before uh, we started recording how I kind of thought when Neuer got injured, um, he was kind of going to be washed, but man I think is still best goalie in the world right now. And we saw it today um, he he made some really key saves against Neymar. I mean Neymar missed a, hit the woodwork a little bit too, but that was kind of a good duel uh, throughout the game.
1: Yeah, I mean Neuer definitely is at his well, at his best is like the best in the world. There's no question about it. Uh, I did I, – I do think that he did uh, help Bayern. He kept Bayern in the game for a long part – basically the entire game, really, because uh, PSG was cu- coming with guns blazing at some point. Everybody had a ch- had their chances, really, and uh, ne- Neuer did – I mean, Nayer played one of the best games of the season for him. Even That wasn't enough, but
0: – He kept them in the game at the end where – when Bayern were committing so many players forward, they were getting a lot of counterattack opportunities where Mbappe is just running with the ball and it's like a two-on-one with him and Neymar. And there was that one, there was that one uh, key save where Neuer kind of like came out and intercepted the ball from uh, the the Mbappe pass to Neymar. Sweeper keeper, sweeper keeper, man, best sweeper keeper of all time for sure. And I know you said when it's all said and done, Neuer may be arguably the best goalkeeper ever.
1: But well, let's also not forget too that he did make a mistake in the first game.
0: For sure, but nobody's nobody's perfect. It happens often, but yeah, that was uh, you look back, and that goal would have changed everything, right? So
1: that goal could have changed the entire tie, yeah. Because would, they would have been uh, it would have been a draw, now.
0: But it's all in hindsight. I think we had a lot of good, uh, like there was a lot of action on both sides, right? It kind of felt like both teams were going back to back on their attacks, um, and we had some pretty good duels too. Yeah, like
1: uh, it felt like it was a boxing match.
0: It it did feel like that. It was just like on the last game, we finished three two, and we were on the edge of our seat the whole game. I think it felt this way too, especially with uh, Neymar hitting the woodwork a little bit in the early game, and then Byron scoring like literally right after that goal, uh, that that missed chance. Yeah,
1: it was it was an interesting one zero for sure. If I
0: can say something um, about the game about the teams, I would say I think you re- you really noticed the lack of uh, Lewandowski's presence up front. It really felt like Coman and, and Sané were doing a lot of work on the wings to get the ball to nobody in the middle. It really felt like, I know Trupo I know got a goal in each of these games, but it really felt like he was, he was just trying to get on the end of, of, of chances, but I feel like his positioning could have been better. I feel like he wasn't really contributing any other way like the whole game.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Lewandowski injury was always going to be a factor uh i think chupo did what he could he could, could he have done more probably uh but let's also give credit to PSG's back four especially the especially the center backs i think marquinhos had a great first game and then Kimpen uh, Kim and danilo had a great uh, second game as well so i got we gotta give them credit too but on the on the point of uh coman and sane i think they were very efficient in terms of eliminating eliminating their like uh, direct direct opponents so their, their fullbacks in one on ones, they were probably. I mean, they were obviously the, the best. The, the they, they took over in the one on ones. But in terms of the final delivery, especially on Sonic's part, I think I felt like especially the last. I think the last chance in the ninety plus minute, there was a chance where Sonic could have easily laid the ball top of the box for Mueller, and instead forced it too close to Navas. It makes it made it easier for Navas to get there. So I felt I definitely felt like in terms of the final delivery, it could it could have done. I mean, it should have been a bit better, especially for a player of Sonic's quality. And you expect that same for command as well, so a bit disappointing on their part. I do. I did feel like they had a good game over, although um, in terms that I just feel like the, the last part, the final delivery is what really did did not help them. That's where I guess the difference is with, between them and Mbappe and Neymar, because Neymar, I mean Neymar, dom- Neymar was the man of the match. He was everywhere. He took he took two on ones. He was dominating one on ones. He was obviously there. Uh, Mbappe as well. He. Mbappe is. I mean, in terms of pace, only Davies was really trying to had a, a chance to catch up to him.
0: Davies didn't have a great game, I find. I don't think, and then he got subbed off. I think, I think Di Maria really won that battle between them too. Like he, he was exposing him a lot.
1: I agree. I would actually, I would agree with that. Uh, I do think. I mean, I wouldn't say that he had a bad game, but in terms of what his standard is, we've seen, we've we've seen better, a better Fonzi.
0: We've seen Davies take over games, and this game, it kind of felt like his presence, his presence was just kind of running after Di Maria, it felt like.
1: Yeah, because apparently, I mean, this isn't the first time. Even the last year's final, like, Di Maria was the better player of the two, really. And I feel like every time he plays Di Maria, this is the same. It's, it happens again. Like, he'll get a meg here and there, and then he'll, I don't know, he'll throw it. I don't know if he'll throw it off his game or whatnot. I don't think that that's it, but, like. Mier just Di Maria just has a way of like he's no he no because he knows he can't beat you physic uh, like in terms of physically. Like he's not faster than you, right? So he's just gonna beat you with like a one touch move and sort of play around you in a way.
0: It kind of felt like uh Davies was being um very aggressive because he knew that he had the speed to catch up either way. And Di Maria was just he was beating him the whole time. It was just Davies was able to keep up a little bit just because he has that that pace. But Di Maria created a lot of chances of this game too. Uh that uh, it kind of really felt like he just had the better of him the whole game, and then David got subbed off. And I think Di Maria kind of knew he won that because they subbed off, they subbed off uh, funzi for uh, Javi Martinez, which is really like
1: no, it was for Musiala.
0: Oh, Musiala, true. and then they brought in Javi after, which was uh, odd to me.
1: Yeah, that was surprising. Because Gnabry wasn't there, obviously, the, so he was on the bench. They were they were low on the bench in terms of attacking like options. It was only really Musiala. Because Cost first time wasn't there, like obviously Lewandowski's injury. The Gnabry wasn't there.
0: Yeah, they were missing a lot of players. It's really unfortunate.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it has to be mentioned because it, it has it played a part into it. Because I do feel like if Gnabry, especially Gnabry, because Lewandowski was always going to miss it due to the injuries. But if Gnabry didn't test positive, maybe that changes something cuz he's obviously can't get you a goal or two so
0: and bringing those bringing those players on like in the second half would have been like would have been a big bonus rather than bringing on Musiala and and Javi Martinez I mean
1: Martinez more than Musiala cuz Musiala is always an attacking player but
0: for sure but I'm sure like you would have bought on that before Musiala
1: I, Yeah absolutely Absolutely. But I mean from a PSG standpoint, it's not to make excuse for Bayern as well. Like you gotta put you, you play the team that's in front of you. I do feel like PSG overall over two games they were the better team. Uh I don't know. Does that make them favorite now for the entire thing?
0: I still think City have it. Like if City don't it's City's title to win, I think. Or you mean City's title to lose? I mean they have it in front of them. Like they should I don't think you can say City's title to lose because they've never won it before, you know, so they've never even gotten this far. They've never gotten to the semis. Like, they're not even in the semis yet right but i think we're going to get a i think we're going to get a man city versus psg final and it's going to be one of those like these these are two clubs that have done it all in in their, their uh, individual league and they've been just chasing the champions league for for i don't know how many years now right for like that end project uh, that end goal and when they meet in the final one of them is going to get it right so it'll be cool to see
1: there's I think there's a problem with that though, because I believe, if I'm correct, that the semifinal should be PSG and Man City. I don't think they're doing a draw.
0: Is it actually PSG Man City?
1: I believe so. Well, assuming that Man City wins, yes, because I don't think I don't I don't think they're doing a draw. I think it's basically just based on the uh, the the quarterfinal draw. I believe I'm not exactly sure, so don't quote me on that.
0: I think you're right. I think you're right.
1: But I, I, yeah, that's what I heard as well. That's what I saw. So I mean, if it would be a great semi-final, it, another another fin, semi-final that could be a final. But yeah, that's why I'm kind of surprised that I'm not putting PSG favorites still, even though they had a great game today.
0: I mean, I think it's gonna be between them. Whoever wins that semifinal probably takes it, unless Madrid. You know, Madrid always find a way, man. If they, if it's gonna be Madrid Chelsea. If Madrid win that, they're in another Champions League final. Like after the season they've had, they've been they like haven't been talked about at all. Then they're gonna end up in a Champions League final and maybe even win the league. We're gonna talk about that later. Then what kind of season is that? You know, like
1: <laughs> at this point, you gotta you gotta talk about Zidane and stuff, and like where do you put him in the tarp? And because if Madrid gets I mean, Madrid is a real dark horse here. There's a strong chance that Madrid
0: they they just went like nobody talked about them the whole tournament because why would you like they were out of form the whole year? It seems like.
1: Yeah, but somehow they still managed to get the results.
0: I mean, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but um, we have Chelsea and Porto, which we're not really surprised by that result. I mean, Porto won 1-0 today, but Chelsea threw on aggregate. Yeah, apparently, I
1: didn't see the game, but from what I saw, from what I read, Pulisic was probably the man of the match. And apparently, like, he got fouled, like, 11 times, which is a lot for a Champions I mean, I think it's for the, for the most amount in, like, in history in the Champions League. So, I mean, Pulisic has been sort of back to form. I think the last, last game he had two. The last Chelsea game he had too. and then the game before that, I think he had an assist. I'm not too sure about that, but I've seen, I've seen him sort of coming back in form since the since he came back from injury. So I think it's a great ti- great timing for
0: Chelsea. He really hasn't been uh, in form ever since uh, Tuchel took the job, right? It feels like he's been like that on man out a little bit.
1: I, he started more on the bench when Tuchel, when Tuchel, with Tuchel, but then he had his a, a few injuries as well, so that didn't help. But since he came back, I think it was a, a, a maybe it was a game or two ago that he's uh, he's back on the starting lineup, and he's actually doing a lot of a big difference for Chelsea.
0: Um, I wanted to ask you, give me a brief rundown about. We have more Champions League games tomorrow. We have uh, Man City, Dortmund, and we have uh, Liverpool, Madrid. Just give me what you expect out of both of those games, then I'll give my opinion. Then we'll move on. I'm thinking maybe we move on to La Liga, because we were talking about maybe going to Premier League first, but we've already mentioned Madrid a little bit. We can go straight into that. But tomorrow, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, uh, City Dortmund, uh, the news came out today. I just saw that that Santos is going to miss the game tomorrow. So
0: Huge blow. Huge blow.
1: And unless Haaland has, like, a world-class performance with a hat-trick or something, I don't see how City does not win it. So, I have City winning it
0: kind of feels like city have to beat themselves if anything which almost never happens
1: yeah true we've well we've seen it happen before
0: yeah but it's very rare
1: so yeah i do have city winning it and then from madrid liverpool i they i do feel like madrid did the job at home so i would expect them to go through at anfield but it is anfield so you never know with liverpool it could something anything that can happen in
0: anfield like, I could see it being, like, a 2-0 lead for Liverpool at halftime, you know? And then Madrid are kind of just, like, fighting for that goal the whole game. And it's just it's just a battle like that. Like, I'd be nervous. It, I wouldn't take it for granted if I were Madrid. But they're definitely in a great position to take it, I think. And they should take it. Like, if they get a goal, I think it's GG. Yeah, I
1: think one goal would kill it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, hopefully if Madrid doesn't miss their chances, ala Vinicius, yeah. Um... They should be able to go through. I wouldn't be, I would, I'm expecting City and Madrid to go through.
0: I was really hoping that Dortmund would be able to put up a good fight. Um, because obviously, as a United fan, I don't really want City to win the Champions League. And I, I love Dortmund too. Um, so that'd be great for me, but I don't think it's just realistic at all, especially with no Sancho. Um, it would take a really good game, uh, from the whole team.
1: It's gonna take, it's gonna take a big Holland, a great Reina, a great Marco Ruiz. And I don't think you can get a great performance out of those three at the same time. It's, it's you, you rarely have that. So
0: we'll see. We'll see. Maybe a lucky penalty in the beginning, and then you know, one zero, and they hold. They hold the lead.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel like the first 15 minutes will change. Will dictate we'll the game.
0: When well, Man City on their day, they're just so dangerous. Like they, this is with Bayern out of the tournament now, it just seemed like the path is clear for them to take it. Um, I mean PSG is. Arguably, equally as challenging as Bayern Munich right now, so it's going to be tough. But we'll see.
1: Yeah, I would say I would say this is Madrid, this is PSG's and City's best chance.
0: It's like we—I feel like we say that every year, and then they both end up choking somehow. Yeah, I mean, one of
1: them is going to choke this year.
0: I guess we'll see who it ends up being. But uh, if we transfer over to La Liga, we mentioned Madrid earlier. How we don't really have—we haven't really talked about them this year, but. They may end up having like trophy-wise a really good season. I mean, there was just the classical them in Barcelona, of course, which doesn't really feel the same ever since Ronaldo left and Messi's kind of like not in.
1: But this one was this one was good. This one was good though.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was good on 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 the field for sure. Um, what were your thoughts on the game?
1: I I thought Madrid was a better team. I thought. Uh, I mean, I'm there. I do feel like Barca had a, a lot of chances that should have been converted that that weren't. Uh, I did. I, I was surprised by Zidane's tactics in terms of like playing a four four two, but attacking wise. But then I have a five four one basically defensively because I don't know if you noticed, but on the whenever Barca was attacking, you saw Valverde basically playing as a right wing back, covering like Jordi Alba and stuff, and then on the counters, he was like flowing, flowing through him. Um, so it was sort of interesting to see Zidane kind of adopting a more defensive, best, defensive approach, especially with no Ramos as well, because he lost Ramos, he lost Varane, he loses uh Lucas Vasquez in the game. All three of them are out, by the way, for the next game against Liverpool. I think, and I think Vasquez is out for the season.
0: The no Varane and no Ramos is really uh worrisome to me. Um I mean, they have decent. They have decent backups for sure. It's not like they're not in a Liverpool situation where they the the quality after the top two kind of drops off the cliff a little bit.
1: But then they also have this midfield three who's been like we 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 don't seem to put them in like the top. I think they got to be one of the top three best midfield in the world.
0: I mean, Cruz and Modric, just them two is is.
1: And uh, and then Casemiro, I think in like in the history of the game, they got to be like top ten, top five at least.
0: Because is still so underrated, in my opinion. I don't know.
1: Yeah, because he does he does a dirty work. We don't talk about him because he's a defensive mid that does dirty work that doesn't get rewarded enough.
0: Yeah, and we have we have Modric to talk about. We have Cruz to talk about. And he kind of gets forgotten a little bit, but he he's there the, the gel that holds everything together there.
1: That's exactly it. Because he's not as technical, as technical as those two, but he's as efficient, if not more productive than two those two in terms of like what he brings to the pitch.
0: He, he is the type of player that, that lets Cruz and Modric play their type of football to the best of their ability. He he will compensate for both of them um, to let them be at their best, which is what's better for the team overall. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: From a Borussia perspective, though, like I think they came into this game with the right the right game plan. Uh, but I do feel like this. I mean, their finishing kind of exposes the need of a striker. Like I love them, Billy. Don't get me wrong, but he's definitely not a number nine even though he's been playing there a couple of times.
0: I'm not a huge fan of Dembele, but I guess that's just me.
1: I think he's having a pretty decent season compared based on, especially compared to what he had in the past.
0: I've just seen him miss so many chances and be like kind of like really unrefined. Um, and I know he's very young, but he's also injury prone too, so it's just...
1: I definitely do feel like he got he has to work on his finishing, but I do also think that Barca is, is in a desperate need of a number nine, because if they had a number nine today... It would have probably change the game. I know Griezmann came up, came in, but he played sort of a deeper role, and he wasn't mainly playing on the front line. He was playing more as a ten slash like false sort of ten that was drifting her all around, almost like a almost like an A to be honest at some point. So yeah, that was a bit that was a, that was an, I mean I thought Barca had a good game as well, as well. I just thought Madrid was the better team. But in
0: La Liga, where we thought uh, Atletico Madrid kind of had the league. I, I just remember halfway through the season they were like ten points clear of second place with like three games in hand. It was insane the lead they had, and now it seems like everything's slipping away. Like they've just had so many um, bad results where they've dropped points, and now it's really, it's really like they just—I don't know—like Barca, Mar- Barca, Real, and Atletico are all within two points. It, re- it could re- with eight games remaining, like it really could be anybody's game. Like it is. Uh, I, I mean. I would ask. I wonder if, like,
1: assuming that Atlético doesn't win it, which it doesn't seem like they will, I wonder what happens to Simeone.
0: I just—it's hard for me to imagine Simeone at any other club than Atletico Madrid. But it, it kind of felt that way when I when I saw Klopp at Dortmund. It kind of felt like it's hard for me to picture him not as Dortmund's coach. You know, like they just go so so hand in hand. Like they just fit perfectly together. But um, I don't know. I can see like a Simeone. I could see him at like a Chelsea or something. I mean he's obviously not going to go there with Tupel cool there now, but that was the kind of club that I felt that he he could that would suit him a little bit. Did you know that he's the highest paid coach in the world? I didn't know that, but I'm all, honestly not surprised.
1: like he makes I think he makes thirty two mil thirty two
0: euros per season. That's insane. That's crazy wages. You think he would leave himself? I don't think they'd sack him. I don't think they would sack him. I think it'd kind of be like a mutual thing.
1: But, I mean, it does. it is sort of disappointing, especially when you're this close to, like, the end and you're going to lose the season. After having a great season, because they've they've had a great first half of the season. They were the best team in the world at some point. And then they collapsed in the second half completely, and then Barca kind of caught, caught up, and then Madrid came back as well. And now we have a race for the end, which is interesting to see. Every game matters now, like, legit.
0: I mean, listen, like, it still dares to lose. Like, if they don't drop any points until the end of the season, they win the league. Like, it's impossible. For them, uh, if they win every game, you know, so it's really it's all up in there. It's up to them to to, to do it. Um,
1: but like mentally, they have the the nerve has to be like on a different level
0: now at this point. Before we move on to the Premier League, I just want to say like there's a really good chance like Madrid played Chelsea in the semi final the Champions League. Like if Madrid edged that out, they they end up in another Champions League final under Zidane and also in a really good position to win the league like. In a, in, a, in a season like this, where we tra- we kind of trashed Madrid for the beginning half of the season, I think really they were not playing well. And that's why Tético had such a big lead because like Barca and Madrid both didn't start the season off too hot. And to end the season with two trophies would be insane, like for especially for Zidane's legacy where he went back to back to back all, on top of it already. And... Um, I don't think anybody would expect Madrid to have trophies this season and for them to win the Champions League in the league would be insane if it happened.
1: I mean, to end with one would be, I mean, a great season. But to end with those two, which I don't think I don't think it will happen, but if they, they end with those two...
0: It's on the table.
1: It's on the table. And there's two things that you got if, if to... If that happens, there's three things that I have. Actually, two. Benzema is the most underrated strike number nine in the history of the game, and Zidane has to be one of the greatest coaches ever. If that happens,
0: I mean, does Zidane, does Zidane coach, coaching for sure? Um, I mean, Zidane, uh, Benzema is up there with. Uh, I mean, the the scoring top scores of the league it's, it's Messi at twenty three, then Zidane, uh, Benzema and Suarez at nineteen. Um, so, she, still, feel like it's been those three for I don't know how long.
1: Yeah, but I mean, now nah, I don't feel like people give Benzema the respect he deserves. I feel like he's hella underrated
0: still. Yeah, I mean, we've been through this. He's, he's kind of carried Madrid this season, for sure.
1: Yeah, we don't have to go again, but I'm just saying, like, it, there's a strong chance that if, if it happens, you can't make any arguments against him anymore. I mean, not you specifically, but, like, people in general.
0: Yeah, I feel you. But uh, moving on to the Premier League, we have two games that we really want to put emphasis on, the United Spurs game and the Arsenal-Sheffield game. I mean, Arsenal-Sheffield is kind of, like, kind of writes itself a little bit.
1: Can I just talk about it real quick?
0: Yeah, go. I feel like I've been talking a lot, so go for it.
1: I mean, no, no, let me know worries. It's a uh, it,
0: it, it, it was an easy dub. I'm not gonna lie to you. It felt like an easy dub. I mean, you're playing the worst team in the league. You have to uh, you have to win those.
1: Yeah, so it has to be. A, yeah, it's a must win. But I do feel like having Martin on the score sheet is a bonus. I think it's a great thing to have him back on the score sheet, back on the field, really, because he got injured for a while. Uh, good to have him on the score sheet. Get good to get him a goal. The confidence is back, so that's good especially going through the at Prague game. And then for Lacazette as well, I do feel like he's been the most beneficiary. beneficiary. Of, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but he he benefited, he benefited the most from the new system with Arteta. Uh, I mean, it's it's funny how I just look at his stats. You already see, he actually has like 30, I think, I believe he's, he has, he's on 13 goals right now or 14, which is... There's no way. Well, Yeah, I mean, if you look at his stats okay all competitions no like prem only Martinelli no Lacazette oh Lacazette I'm sorry yeah that's why I was sort of surprised I didn't think he was uh I thought he was under he's 30 yeah he has 13 goals I thought he was under 10 but he actually has 13 so that's pretty good for him so he's in form right now and we're gonna need both of them it's and Obama young especially against Tiger Prague so uh, it's a big, it's a big game ahead. Good win, but the bigger game is ahead of us.
0: Yeah, most definitely. Um, when you talk about uh, United and Spurs, um, I know you watched. I think most of the second half of that game. I watched the whole game. Um, but give me your thoughts before I go. Uh, I go into it. Um, I thought Spurs
1: shot this themselves in the foot in terms of the mistakes that caused the United the United goals. Even though I do feel like United was a better team overall. Um, yeah, I'd say, I mean, it was a good game. I'd say from, from a neutral perspective, it was, it was a good game. But I just thought this was another case of, like, Pogba taking over. As, like, I, I don't on the right wing, which I'm telling you, man, he's, he might be a great a great right winger if, like, we considered it. He low-key might be a good right winger. Low-key. He, does, he doesn't have the pace to be a winger, but, like, he's way more efficient on the right side than he is ever, anywhere else on the field, even though he's effective everywhere else, too. But, he, like, when, whenever he gets on his right, He's easily, like, one of the most productive midfielders out there.
0: Um, and also Greenwood, again, on the score sheet. Greenwood's nasty. Greenwood's nasty, man. They're, say, they're saying – I mean, we've been looking for a proper striker for a while now, right? Um, and Greenwood's definitely not the answer right now. But um, if we give him more reps at the top there, like, with the finishing he has and just the experience there, like, he could end up being one of our better uh, – you could end up being a top-class striker. Like, I really believe he has the potential to do it.
1: It's funny how one of you, you could potentially have Kane as a striker, no? Talking about, speaking about Spurs.
0: Yeah. I mean, for sure. Um, Kane, rumored to leave Spurs. There's a couple destinations, I think, for him. I think it's usually, I think it's mostly Man City or United and maybe like, uh, maybe even the Barca. I, mean, I know they're, they're rumors that they could need the striker desperately. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see if we miss out on Holland, if that's even in the conversation, then I think we'll we'll uh, go for Kane as a cheaper option, and definitely an upgrade on what we have now. Um, given that maybe Kamani leaving because he's not really happy. Did here. you
1: hear? Did you hear about uh, this news about Holland? Just so, I mean, it's a signo, but apparently, like uh, I think Mino Rello is his agent, was it George Mendes? I can't remember. I Think it's Rayola.
0: Uh, it's Rayola. It's Rayola, The worst.
1: He's trying to make him a one million. Pound player a week that's
0: uh, I don't even know how you do that
1: I don't know I don't even know I, think, I don't think that's
0: realistic I mean Messi was getting what like 560 or something 550
1: yeah at least get in that range first then you try to get the milli but then you want to go for the milli you're 20 years old I don't, I, don't, I don't even put that on him I put that on the agent like it seems unrealistic
0: it is unrealistic Um.
1: but yeah did you hear the comments from uh, Ole after the game I mean I'm, I'm sure you have
0: which ones? There was a couple of them. So. The one about the one about Son. Uh, the one that uh, he kind of never lets. Was it that he, he doesn't let. Uh, if somebody rolls on the floor for like 10, 10 minutes or something like that, he kind of. Uh, what did he say? His kids? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like if my kids were on the floor like that, like I wouldn't feed him or something like that.
0: I mean, listen, we're going to have to get into VAR because uh, uh, McTominay, I mean, he's like running away and Son catches. Like, a finger in the eye or a finger, like, on the forehead or something?
1: I would say it was the hand. I wouldn't say it was a finger.
0: I mean, it was the edge of his fingers, for sure. It wasn't the whole hand, I don't think. But even then, like, McTominay's running away. Like, accidents happen. I don't think that's a foul, in my opinion. That's very – the fact that he's running away with the ball is the big one to me. And also, you can see, if you if you look at that plate beforehand, you see Son kind of, like, grappling at McTominay's shirt first while McTominay's trying to run away with the ball. And then he catches a, a hand in the face and then drops to the ground and rolls around. We score a goal while that's happening. And then VR goes back like a minute and disallows it because of that. Like, that was extremely soft, in my opinion. And then, then Son ends up scoring like right after, which hurts even more.
1: I think it, would, it wouldn't hurt as much if he wasn't first, if he wasn't Son scoring. The fact that it was him scoring kind of felt like he was a hit and a slap in the face.
0: I mean, just the that Spurs score right after, after we had a disallowed goal that shouldn't have been disallowed. It was really uh, sucky.
1: Sucky indeed. But you got, at least you get the dub, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, that second-half performance, I mean, Cavani getting on the edge of those crosses is really – he has a way – his positioning is insane. It's um, the way that I'm able to watch more Cavani football because he's a Manchester United player now. You really realize that his positioning is really top-tier. Um, he, knows, he knows where he has to be, and there's a reason why he scored so many goals for PSG.
1: Uh, did you did you see the Mourinho response to those comments though from Ole?
0: Uh, I don't think I did. What did he say?
1: Basically, just basically saying that he was kind of sort of dis- disappointed about all his comments, and then uh, I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but basically saying that maybe you probably shouldn't like talk about that, or I mean, probably talk about that, and then talk about re- referencing your kids and feeding them and stuff if they were to make that sort that sort of uh, attempt for a uh, foul.
0: I mean, Mourinho's got to say something, but right now Spurs is not looking good. He's got to say something.
1: He's got to defend. Yeah, he's got to defend his players. So I get that. I mean, I also feel like all his commentary, even though he was sort of sarcastic about it, wasn't necessarily the, the most the best thing to say or even necessary to say.
0: Yeah, he was probably asked about that controversial VAR call, right? So he made a comment about it. I don't think he went out of his way to do so.
1: Yeah, I mean Mourinho had to respond. He's trying to defend his players. Uh, I guess. I mean, he, he's trying to defend his players by attacking Ole again, which so it's sort of vintage classic Mourinho. But I don't know. I feel like it's just a lot of uh, a story that'll just uh, eventually like disappear with the time.
0: Did you see that picture after the game though, where it was like Mourinho kind of like with a sad face and Ole kind of like cheering with one of his players?
1: I think I knew you we were gonna talk about that. Yeah, I saw that.
0: <laughs> it was a funny pic.
1: I mean the timing is the the timing is perfect. Just like even today, the Kimmich the Kimich one with when uh, Neymar and Paredes are celebrating, and then you took Kimmich in the middle, that was just funny. The timing on those pictures.
0: I want to say though, back uh, I just want to make a, a comment uh, on the Bayern game uh, quickly before we wrap it up. But uh, Kimmich and, and Her- uh, Hernandez, I thought masterclass today. Um, both of those players, I find Kimmich is like a. He reminds me so much of Philip Lahm like back there like he does it he does it all and uh, even Hernandez like saved Bayern's life so many times uh
1: I mean i would I would definitely agree with those, especially for Hernandez. I think I saw Hernandez had a couple of great uh, inter- interventions on Neymar this game. Uh, I would also say though from a PSG side, likejurusa gay, he didn't get mentioned a lot, but he was a force in the midfield. In terms of number eights or I guess box to box. He's probably one of the tops out there in the year, but he doesn't get, he, he's really underrated. He doesn't get mentioned enough, but I thought he was a big, a big uh, part of the reason why Pichi won this matchup, I over two legs.
0: Um, before we go to uh, the end of the pod with the question of the week, I just want to remind everybody to follow us on uh, social media, on Twitter, forwardpresspod, and uh, on uh, Instagram, forward underscore pressing. We will have a question of the week posted. I really want to hear your thoughts on it. Um, This was a a rumor that came out, I think, earlier today um, from, I think it was a repeatable source, I don't remember exactly where, but they said if Arsenal loses to Slavia Prague or if Arsenal don't win the Europa League, Arteta out. Give me your quick thoughts on that and uh, let us know in the comments below and uh, on Twitter and the socials, uh, what do you guys think about that if uh, Arsenal deserves to stay if they don't win the Europa League or not? Is that fair?
1: I don't know if it's fair. I don't – I pretty don't have a clear answer about it right now. I I've, I recently heard Arsenal Fan TV debate about that. I think it was uh, Robbie and DT uh, talk, talking about it, so I don't really have an opinion on it. But I do feel like it's going to be – it'll be tough to keep him if we finish 10th and we don't beat Slavia Prague. If we don't even make it to the final, it'll be tough to keep him, I take like-
0: that. I don't think you guys are finishing top seven. Outside of that, it's really just a really poor finish. And if you guys go out against your Pride especially, especially after that one one uh, draw, um, very, very disappointing. Um, with uh, the team is left in the Europa League. I mean, I know United still there, but Arsenal should really make a run as well. Um, if they don't, I, I'm really, I think Arteta needs to move on. I think you guys need to move on from Arteta, but, um, I guess it'll be left to be seen. What do you guys think? Let us know. Um, I think that's it for this week. Anything you wanna say before we end it?
1: Uh, I was gonna do a summary, but I forget. I'll just keep it keep it short to this week. Uh, big Champions League matchup tomorrow as well. Uh, does Liverpool make a comeback? I don't think so, but it, I mean, it could happen. It's Anfield, you never know with Anfield.
0: I'm more hoping we see a BVB comeback, but uh, seemingly unlikely. But uh, that's going to be it for episode 21. Thank you guys for uh, listening. And if you guys are still here, we love you. And uh, let us know if you guys want to see anything different uh, in the future. Um, if you guys want us to change something up or have different ideas, feel free to, sh- to shout it out to us. Let us know. But other than that, thanks for being here. Hope to we'll see you next week. Peace. Thank you for, Thank rocking, you for rocking with, rocking us. with us, yo. Peace.